Let the universe hear what you want this year so you can have it. Welcome to the Create Your Best Year podcast with your host, Clara Angelina Diaz Anderson. In this podcast, we help you define and receive what you want this year, give you tips, stories, and interviews of what others are doing to create their best year. Welcome. Hi, Tiala. Hi, Clara. <laughs> Second time on the podcast. I'm Are winning. Best year. <laughs> really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you at any time. So thank you for, for being on here for the second time. And for those of you listening, Tiella is one of my coaches. I call her one of my coaches. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So Tiella, why don't you share with the world? Who are you and what are you doing in the world? Ah, light and love, amazing souls. Uh, my name is Tiella Grimes. I am a spiritual transformational coach, empowerment speaker, and facilitator, the founder of Inner Uplift Consulting. That's I-N-N-H-E-R. I love to say that because it's a play on when folks see it, like, oh, she works with women, but I work with humanity. The H stands for healing, humanity, and harmony. And I'm all about creating spaces that fosters healing, gets us to see the humanity within ourselves and cultivate inner harmony. So it's that self-liberation that leads to collective liberation. So that's mm. the, the journey and the work that I, I am called to do. <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm I, I'm one of your biggest fans, Tiela. You know, for the from the moment I met Tiella, I was like her, my goodness. Uh, she was reading poetry and I was like, wow, when I grow up, I'm going to be like Tiella. <laughs> and I saw you and felt the same way. Mutual <laughs> admiration so society. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, you're speaking my language, you know, when you say working with humanity bringing back humanity, you know, the self-liberation that leads to collective liberation. You know, when I, so much of, of what I, what I do and what I, what's almost like my, what I feel as my next iteration in, in the work that I'm doing is, is definitely being more intentional around saying that word, you know, like, serving humanity bringing back a sense of humanity into everything mm -hmm. like what does that even what does it even mean to you what is like awakening humanity serving humanity what is mm. what does that mean you know i was having a conversation yesterday and a couple of days ago and it just keeps popping up it's on my heart um, in terms of thinking about limitations and how we see each other. And so I know that we are individuals with different identities, backgrounds, genders, education levels, financial statuses, all that good stuff. But at the core of it is the human. Um, and so I think we've gotten away a little bit from seeing the humanity within each other because we are 
categorized by these titles, <laughs> categorized by these identities. And I think it limits our ability to relate just on a human level. Like the world right now, there's a lot of things going on. I don't have to be a white woman in another country in order to overstand the abuse of systems and patriarchy. I can don't have to be a man to understand that there is something that is blocking my ability to to show up more in the world, not be so reserved and, and have to be strong and stand up this way. It's like, nah, I could be loving. I could be caring. That does not make me less of a man. I can be this. It doesn't make me less of a woman. I could be this and it doesn't make me less of them, they, theirs, right? So I just feel like we are, we, we're, as I'm, I'm opening myself up to the possibility that the identities that we have actually limits us in seeing the humanity within all of ourselves. And how do I open up space for that, especially in a system where there's power and control. And I think that itself can kill humanity, um, ability to, to show up in love and compassion and humility and genuine care and concern for the well-being of people's minds, hearts, souls, and bodies. So that's where I look at it. And to seeing the humanity mm. within myself, I am more than my identity. I'm more than my race. I'm more than my gender. I'm more than the education that I have. I'm much more expansive than maybe some of the things that we do in hopes to think will be more expansive, but in turn, it could actually be limiting us. So I'm open to that possibility of thinking like, oh, okay, there's something beyond just what we see physically with our eyes yeah. Um, yeah. for those who are able to, to use their vision in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so necessary to be able to see ourselves, you know, what you said beyond the identities, but also beyond like, what are those prescribed functions of those identities? Yep. Right. And like, and then you mentioned the word liberation, which is, you know, something that I've been really um, studying lately of like, how do you liberate yourself from, right? What was the function that was put upon you? Like, because you're a man, you have to be this way because you're a woman, you have to be this way because you're a wife. Um, and while that sounds, not that it sounds, but I don't know for you, but for me, Tiela, it feels revolutionary. Mm. Yeah. It feels really, because we're literally fighting against hundreds, if not thousands of years of mm. conditioning. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, created and based on white supremacist, patriarchal, colonialist ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, while, like, it's like, wow, that's so amazing, right? The work that you do, I, you know, I'll say the work we do around self-liberation, it comes with a whole lot of responsibility and a whole lot of like swimming against the current. Yep. <laughs> so- I wonder, you know, how do you, like, how do you navigate that as a coach and as a, like, both as a professional and as an individual, that takes a whole lot of energy. <laughs> how do you navigate trained. that and then refuel? It's a big um, question. 
honestly, I'm learning. Let me just, I, I don't have, ooh, I think the part that I, I'm struggling with with the conditioning is there is a level of, I mastered my conditioning so well that I think it should be able to pay off for me in whatever next steps I'm doing. <laughs> and it's not. And so there's like, oh yeah, that condition is not working no more. So there's a there's a process, there's a space that I'm in of trying to give myself space and grace, practice compassion, and hold the other selves. That's because they're past selves. They're not here in this moment no more. But there is some residue that I'm trying to clean up and get clear of so that it's not blocking me um, and making me feel drained. Right now I feel drained. I've been dealing with insomnia for almost two months. I'm like absolutely drained with trying to find a balance between, okay, I want to show up in the world and do this and go against the grain, but it's, it's, you, you don't run up a mountain, right? So I'm trying to <laughs> figure out what is the training and the conditioning that I need to do on myself so I could tackle this mountain um, um, differently. So I could swim upstream and not burn out. So it's like, oh, there's a little pocket over here in the stream. I could go sit for a second. That current is doing something all over the place. When the current goes back to where I can actually go upstream and not burn out so much, then cool. I'm still figuring it out. It is, it is new to me. It is, it is, also during what I feel is a time where, to be honest and open, we are in a, in a period of generations changing and shifting. So we have a lot of transitioning to the other side with great leaders and amazing sources of inspiration and wisdom. And we have a younger generation coming up and they are full of innovative, visionary ideas. It's about going against the grains of beautiful, but there's a lot happening at one time <laughs> and it gets challenging to figure out, okay, where do I, where do I see myself in this? How do I help and support? How do I support? Cause I, I like to make sure it's support those who are on their journey, navigating all that. And how do I maintain my energy in the midst of it as well? Um, and I think I'm still trying to figure out the formula because there's a, I read something this morning that was very appreciative that I needed was like, I'm creating something new. So I am creating something or a way that I haven't seen done before in a in a map handing out way, like we go to school, you get your curriculum, you know what you're going to do for each semester. I don't have that in this thing called life. There was never nothing like that in this thing called life. And so I'm trying to have space where it's like, I might have some resentment <laughs> towards systems that I grew up in with adults and, and jobs and all of this stuff. And I'm just trying to unpack it with love. Like I'm trying to pack it with so much love and care and then see like, well, how did that benefit me? Like, how can I transmute that energy now um, in a different way that's beneficial for me in this moment? So I'm still figuring it out, Clara. <laughs> and I'm, I know, I know that's right. So, you know, I told you that there's a couple of things that I'm doing because I decided last year that everything that I do in every place that I show up, I'm going to show up with a with the lens of a decolonizer. Sure. And um be, and the reason for that is because I feel that, you know, like once you once you've gone past survival and you get to this place of feeling like 
you know, I feel that I have a sense of power and influence that I, I want to, I want to do the best that I can to make sure that when I leave this life, you know, I, I left it all on the table. Yes. (laughs) That's extremely tiring. So, (laughs) so part of me doing that is like, okay, how do I do it in ways that are that feed me. So like, you know, having conversations like this, so that I know that yeah. are going to reach people all over the world. Um, you know, when, when I'm, I, I transformed the classes that I'm teaching at Harvard to include, you know, like ways of people looking at systems of oppression within coaching and leadership. And while like, that's awesome. It's only, it's only like, putting a little droplet <laughs> into it yeah. and there's so much more I wanted to show you a book actually that I've been reading I love a good book no nope, okay because you got positive intelligence over there I see that one too. so this book is <laughs> what was that I saw, I saw my favorite positive intelligence over there too oh yeah Thank positive that intelligence one. helping my life right here uh, yeah your the, so there's this one that i've been reading called your invisible inheritance uh, around healing mm. ancestral trauma and all of these because i've been um putting into my my next book that's coming out next month um it's it, the the book is going to be called the power to create your life mm. and it's me like just pouring everything i know into a book so that people can, so that humanity yeah. <laughs> um, can have a blueprint. But this book here, shout out to Sarah mm. Jawide and Damon Azali Rojas, Love Letter to the Movement, um, Using a Coaching Approach for Healing, Justice, and Liberation. Mm. It's such an amazing book to for coaches and for people that, you know, like us that are advocates and catalysts for change in like doing the work, but also doing it in a way that feeds you and doesn't deplete you. Yeah. It's been really cool. And, and, um, and I've also been doing um, decolonization coaching with Mm. Shonda. Okay. And yeah it's she's gonna be on the podcast soon but she's doing this thing where like she has you walk through you know you talked about in the beginning um like how to like see yourself beyond your identities and and then I added the functions of the identity yeah something she calls like um unpenetrable Hmm. self um, penetrable self-knowing mm. and so she uses this combination of like numerology astrology human yeah. design yeah all of that right to you know she said you know the, the whole idea of like that numbers don't lie Mm-mm. like there is no I mean I, I was born at a certain time at a certain day in a certain yep. month in yeah. a certain place, um, mm-hmm. the stars were as they were when I was when I took my first breath. Yeah. 
and how much that says about who I'm meant to be in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been just getting really anchored, you know, in that knowing of like, who am I and what did I say I was going to do when I got here? Yeah. Um, yes. Cause the programming told me that I was supposed to be a lawyer. <laughs> I had that too. <laughs> oh yeah, so oh, yeah. Lawyer. You're so good. You make a great lawyer. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, what, what did they say about you that would make a great lawyer? Um, I, so I think about, what was it? Um, that go fight, like that go get, like I'm a justice oriented person. So I don't know which side I would be on defense or prosecution, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm definitely one that's like, I have a strong sense of justice, but I'm also, I don't know. I'd probably make a better judge. Honestly, if I had to choose a position, I'd probably make a better judge mm. than a lawyer. Cause I would like to see everything, hear your argument, see what it is. And then start asking questions back <laughs> to see like, you sure about this? But um, just my goal is to justice. My strong sense of justice is... Um, so people thought justice, um, law. Mm -hmm. So for me, right, people will say, oh my God, Clara, you're so good at arguing. You should be a lawyer. <laughs> and it's more like, why didn't anybody see, like, why is she arguing so much? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on in this chaotic environment that this little girl feels the need to argue all the time? <laughs> But no, instead, they wanted me to become a lawyer. And it's interesting that you say that you'd rather be a judge because, so, you know, I, I worked in, in a courtroom for 10 years as an interpreter, and it was really interesting to be in the quote unquote neutral position because I was supposedly the only neutral party in the, in the court as an interpreter. Mm. And, and like, I would sit next to the judge. So I would see kind of like the function of the judge, the function of the prosecutor, the function of the, of, was it the defense? The defense, yeah. The defense. And the thing about law that I was like, I'm not doing that is that I've, be, just like you're saying, like being able to see people, be being able to see the true humanity of people is very limited in our justice system yeah our justice system is rigged um mm -hmm. again we go back to like how was you know the justice system created yeah to serve what purpose right and it is exactly. very much based on white supremacy and mm -hmm. even the judge is limited yeah the judge is limited by the laws of the government so it's like honestly like they don't really have that much power they don't have that much like when you really think about it they don't they have like a very small margin of discretion mm -hmm. and you know it was such a like so good for me to work in that space because I thought wow I really thought I wanted to be one of these people yeah. and I and it's it it's a very limiting situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's hope. I hope. 
I believe in people. I believe in people. If I didn't believe in people's ability to change, I shouldn't be a coach. (laughs) Or I might need some, still need some, I mean, I put it like that. I might need some healing to do before I step into a role because my lens would be filtered by that disbelief and not believing in the the good of people and hoping that it's, you know, systems at the end of the day are still created by people, right? And so just hoping we get more, folks in this world and and shifting that energy to moving it towards like no we really got to stop this and we're going to have to do this and I know in anything I'm, I think part of the the space of all of this is getting is knowing that change is inevitable so change happens all the time and I think sometimes the complacency and the comfort in doing something and being conditioned oh yeah I don't have to okay yeah I'm just gonna okay I I know what it is at least I know this I know what this devil's face looked like today so I'm just gonna go in um we are undermining ourselves we're playing it small and I think sometimes we think we're playing it big because oh look at this one change over here but then like (laughs) that's one space one over here there's like a thousand million other spaces operating like that and mm-hmm. they're not making those type of changes so sometimes in the world that we live in and trying to do the work it gets hard because you're like you know what I can just go to a mountain <laughs> find a small village somewhere get off the map and not even worry about it um but then I know my calling is will get me back into the people oh god I'll just retreat for a little bit then I'll come back and I'll be like oh my gosh so I just know I can't I know I can't stay away from doing this work. So I'm going to ask for as much patience and grace and space as possible to grow into what I'm becoming as I'm seeking to be in this moment. (laughs) And I'm hoping there's more folks when we're looking at systems of oppression, we're looking at these systems where there are age old, outdated ways that are actually working for someone even though it's not working for everyone. So how do we get on a page with the with the collectiveness of it? And it's funny, just, mm-hmm. yeah, all these different positions. Who really has power? I guess that's the question that I end up asking because if you're the judge and you don't have the power, if you're the defense or the prosecutor, you ain't really got the power. It's just y'all debating. And if somebody decides, it's like, how are we deciding? <laughs> what are the what are the tools that we're using to decide the checklist that we're, we're measuring um, against? And is that something that we need to still be utilizing if we are talking about because there's a lot of talk there's been a lot of talk and maybe that's my own that's I will own that that's my judgment as well that there's been a lot of talk throughout me growing up around peace and world peace and love and come together the level of what I see is very um it's like a competition of yeah I did it better than you see look what I did it's very Mm. it's not the word charity had such oh this is beautiful a charity to support and now it's it's like a charity case of fake acting like we're providing peace (laughs) but we're not Mm -hmm. we're just Mm -hmm. so it's like how do we have conversations about that how do we start to individually just be careful falling into the gap (laughs) of that yeah, you know, I've um I too have thought about going to the mountain and um or even a monastery and um and just praying yeah. for everybody and calling it a day. Um but you know, I, I like to I, I I love the work. I I feel like I signed up for this. Um yeah. and, and something that I've been looking at too is like how do we bring about change? And because you're right, you're like, who? So who who has the power? 
right? And I inherently believe that we have power within us that has been silenced. Yeah. Um, that conditions have been created to um, reinforce, you know, mm-hmm. that silence. Um, and it comes with a lot of responsibility to be able to like have a, an ability to kind of see um, the bigger picture and having worked with people for for a while now like from you know going from individuals to then people who those people that I work with deciding that you know let's say they want to run for office and they want to create some form of change um, mm-hmm. to then you know being approached by people to say Clara like how can we do this work on a more global level I'm right now I'm very much interested I think it's kind of the time that I'm entering into how do I do this how do I touch more people globally yeah. um to awaken mm. to awake yeah. to awaken to that power yeah um because somebody's making the decisions you know, there's like, I mean, a lot of the people with the money are making a lot of the decisions, but that doesn't mean that like we can't become that. It's going to take more work, right? Because many of us, you know, folks, I'm not saying us folks of color, you know, who don't come from, you know, that legacy of wealth for mm-hmm. many reasons. Yeah. Because historically yeah. it has, you know, let's say been taken from us or, you know, the conditions are just not there for us, but we can, we, it's gonna. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, <laughs> but we can do this. I believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I believe, um, that if we restore the power to the people <laughs> and get people to unite, right. In, um, the spirit of love, and not that like romantic love, but like love that mm-hmm. knows that there's, there's, um, we're all one. Yep. Um, we, we, we can, we can make a difference and, and, and changes are happening. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's taken forever. <laughs> it's taken forever. Um, it's so it's cause it's large, it's individual, it's interpersonal, it's, it's national. And then you go, okay, local, national, international, global. Like there is many, you know, many layers to, to it. Um, and it's funny when you talked about power, I think I thought of this article that I came across, it was a blog, um, sustaining community on WordPress. And, um, this person writes, uh, the four types of power, there's power mm-hmm. over power to power with and power within that article to this day has changed everything in my mindset about how I even have conversations about power. Like what is your intention in this moment? Are you seeking to have power over something? Cause you, you know, is your ego involved? Are you really wanting the power to do something? So what is the, the skills, the learnings, the people you need to get around to be with power with that's coming together as the community, as a collective being in power with other people, us together, Together, but it starts with the tapping into that power within, right? So the I went just hearing the power within, I was like, oh my gosh, there is power. Like just even 
naming that, like there is a power within you. You do not have to say yes to things that you really feel no to. You can say no to things you have said yes to before. Like you have the power to do that. I don't know who's telling us we don't, but then I go into the ego game, right? And so if we're thinking about conditioning, we're thinking about how we do it. We go, oh, this person, because of who they are, their identity, their title, there go the how those type of things come in and have that power mm -hmm. and control that plays into the, I'm going to suppress my voice. I'm going to play small because it seems every time I go to speak the truth or every time I go to acknowledge, oh, you're being disrespectful. You're being a troublemaker. And I have to ask, well, then if I'm being a troublemaker, what have you got comfortable with with the trouble? So you should sit in the trouble when you're comfortable with it. But I would be wrong for asking that question because now I'm being disrespectful because I'm triggering something within you to get to your truth because there's been a part of you that know you've been lying to yourself. You know you have been not telling a message that is actually uplifting. You've been playing it safe. And so I think about slavery. I think about the brave souls. Both roles were needed, right? So you needed folks that needed to say out of that fear. And then you had to have people that was like, nope, I'm on my Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Grab me my shotgun. <laughs> Nobody's going back. Because freedom, we're going to go through what this is. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But going back and being complacent is giving permission. It's like allowing them to have the permission to say, yep, Yep, they can take over. That's cool. Let me just go back and play it safe. And what was safe, right? So even the word, the word safe and all the words that we have, I'm in this place of like, I want to debunk them. I want to look at the etymology and the history of where these words come from. What is the energy that is underneath it that when we think we're changing a definition, we are still kind of deaf ignition. <laughs> like, we are not tuning into what we need to when there's certain people who are really creative and innovative. And that's the power I have as a spoken word alchemist. So I choose the words that I say very wisely. I'm very making sure I'm very accountable and responsible because I know the power I have to influence someone in a different space and they can take those words and leech on to a form of attachment that could be detrimental or beneficial in, in their lives. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's really that level of awareness over like, how are these systems operating? What is our power within? Um, and that's the only way we can, I, I'm learning and I know it's hard. I'm even in my own coaching work, looking at my 11 principles, I'm like, yo, this is, this is interesting. Can I really do this? Like, yeah, but you only got control over yourself. When you sit, think about it. I can't control anything that's coming at me. I can't control other people. I can't control whatever, but I can definitely control my response. Mm -hmm. How do I want to have power over that? Like, I don't want to give power over, let my emotions always keep me in motion. Energy is in motion. I want to be able to operate from my first nature place and center and be like, okay, this is where my power is at. I have the power to choose differently. And if someone comes at me, I don't have to internalize that. Let me be aware of the mirrors. This is all projection. I think this is a one beautiful mirror-esque world. So the mm. things we like, we don't like. The things we love and don't love. Left, right, up, down. It, it, we just see it. And it's a reflection of us as well. But we're not awakened to that yet. We're still a little woke. So no Tiela, I, I make a reference in my book, um, in my upcoming book to our conversation where you shared the different types of power. Um, so 
I've been, I've been interviewing everybody that I've talked about <laughs> in my book. Yeah. And I, yeah, I remember you sharing that with me and I was like, wow, that's, that's so, I, I call that like the dimensions of power. Right. Mm. And it's, mm. it's really important for, for people to know that because it's like, you may not have power right now over something, but you can have power with someone like you are not powerless like the powerlessness is part of the learned conditioning just like hopelessness yes um that's that's so so cool i am one i love what you said about um this reality being a really big it's a mirroring right and in my so one of the things that I explore in my book is this uh, this idea of like what if we before we came to this world right we we chose this situation we chose this to come into this ship into this creatorship we came into this creatorship so that we could experience what it was like to create right mm. and if mm. we knew that that was the case right? If we knew, if we accepted the fact that we chose this situation in order for us to know what is it, what is it like when I think this way, when I respond this way, what, what do I cause? What do I, what do we do collectively? If we knew that we made this choice for that purpose, how would we move differently? Mm. If I remembered, I swear, I don't know. I, you know what? Hmm. To be honest, a great question because good or bad, hard to say. So I do believe in that. I feel like I signed up. There's no way I could not have signed up for this, but the only caveat was you will not remember that you signed up for it. That was it. Mm -hmm. And I I believe that is a real thing. Now, if I would have known, like I'm here on earth and I, I don't know would I feel more joyous, would I feel less stressed? Would I feel, would it feel easier just to let things roll off the shoulder and and not really allow myself to get caught up in it? Then I had the question of whether or not, if I didn't have that experience, will I really be able to bring forth the, the, the original, <laughs> the original contract's purpose? <laughs> so I, I, that's a, I, I appreciate, that's a good, that's a good thought just to think like, maybe. You know, I don't know. Um, I've been reading a lot and folks have like near death experiences and then they come back from that. Like, yo, I'm living the best life I could possibly live. And I'm like, you know, they're like, don't let it take a near death experience for you to start believing you can live and that you can start enjoying life again. Um, so I, I think I have to sit on that. Like, what would that be like? Can I even imagine? <laughs> so, you know, I've been sitting with that question for a long time. Because, you know, Mm. everything that I, the word create for me is like, it's, it's at the center of my vocabulary, Mm. (laughs) um, ability to create freedom, right. Create your day, create your life. Like, and what, like the experience that it's because I truly, you know, like, although I, I place it as a philosophical question, you know, I do believe that that is the case. Mm-hmm. in my bones yeah. and and I believe that we're all an intricate puzzle of this whole life situation mm. yeah and 
what it's like for me kind of coming into the knowing of that is it has not made life any easier no if anything (laughs) it's actually made it harder because I feel this bigger sense of responsibility (laughs) over what I'm supposed to do and how I do it that I have to be so much more mindful of the way that I show up that I'm like if I said I would so I am I said I would and then and then and what I said I would continues to be revealed to me and it's and it's always um more challenging than the thing I was doing before yeah and but but I but when it comes to awakening to our power to create our lives like we cannot deny that we have the ability to manifest like we have the ability to create a reality i mean you just look around your home and every mm-hmm. single choice you've made to put into your space you well, make yeah. that choice yep on a micro level right yeah yep right and so the right the 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 small um represents the whole and yeah. And that's what I want people to like, even if they don't come to uh, to like say, yeah, it's true, Clara. Like I, I chose this. <laughs> just, just thinking about that. Yeah. Like you, you said you would like, and I believe that I believe because I believe in people, right? I believe that people are inherently good. Yeah. And when you said you would come here, you said you were going to do something good. Good. Uh, yeah. And yep. whatever that is, like, we need to remember what that was. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I, I do my best attempt in this book to walk people through um, practices that can uncover what that is. Mm. Doesn't mean it's going to be easier. You know what? It might not even be more joyful, but it's going to be more aligned. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I a question mm. I have for you, right? It's like you're, I, I, you know, I follow you on Instagram, so I know, you know, you've been, you speaking here and you're doing this workshop over there and then your, your um, coaching program, the, you know, the 11 principles are, um, you know, you, you have that going, but like, what is your, like right now, what, what are you calling people into? Like, what's your, like you're right now, do you, do you have a, like a main offering? Your medicine, <laughs> what is your main medicine for the world right now, Tiela? Ah, oh. goodness gracious. I think, you know, what I, what I know about myself, I'll, I'll answer it like this. What I know about myself is in what I'm learning to just lean into a little bit more so once I start having conversations with people and creating that space for conversations to take place, um, I don't know, there's something with the energy. That's all, like, it's my energy. And I can't tell you what that is. I can only tell you what people have told me and how they have received me is, is the energy, right? So just coming in, holding space and start talking and, and sharing authentically, like, this is what it is. And just I guess seeing someone be bold and brave and the things that you want to say, but you haven't said out loud, I guess I'm really yeah. good at that. <laughs> and, and being in space and saying something like, oh my gosh, I resonate with that. 
Um, and so what I am working on is, you know, as a new, as a new entrepreneur, I've hit some really rough bumps since making a decision to leave my, my job last year. So there's a part of me that's ironing out some things, but I'm thinking starting with like just workshops and, and getting into spaces to talk with people to give them a little sprinkle of this is what I do. So when you come to me as, as, oh, you read, like, I need a coach. You already have a relationship with me that was like on that micro level mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to to then come in on that that bigger level to be like, yeah, I'm ready to like really shift my perception of myself. I'm really willing to transform this sense of my identity that I've outgrown, but I don't know where to go next. And it's like, all right, we're going to create the space of being while becoming. Thank you for one of my coaches that gave that to me because she's like, that's what you need to practice. I was like, oh, Oh, I'm on the do have B schedule instead of the B do have. Gotcha. Let me go back to the drawing board and and, and well, say that again. Say that again. Wait a minute. You're on the on the. I'm I mean, on I the. Heard what so you said. I, the being <laughs> being while becoming. Being while becoming. That's yep. so dope. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I just got. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I I think in book titles. <laughs> yes. Being yes. While becoming yes and then you said i did release a podcast episode about that so it is out there i didn't talk about anything else but that was the first one that kind of got me back but yeah being while becoming because i think we are in a place of we go oh i'm gonna do this to have this to be this versus the being while becoming is about being first so that you can do so that you can have yes. um and that's that's where my unwiring is at in my brain <laughs> for my own personal work being, I'm, I'm just gonna say that three times. Say that three times real fast. Yes. Being while being becoming. While becoming. Being, being while becoming. Being while becoming. Yes. yes. I love that. Shout out to your coach. Yes. <laughs> hey, August. <laughs> I just, I just really, I just did a, a podcast with my coach, um, yesterday actually, and she gave so many nuggets. I was like, yes, coach. Yeah. <laughs> wow um so excited so excited for I mean all these podcasts all these conversations but um I think we shared it in the last episode but share with us can you share like a couple of the 11 principles so so wait what I what I heard is that you're creating spaces for conversations to happen to call people into these conversations around self-liberation and um I'm going to use your, your word of like undoing the hand-me-downs of your reality. Nav yep. Navigating right? those hand-me-downs of reality. Yep. yep. The hand-me-downs of reality and kind of exploring those things with you. And then from there, once they're ready to come and have a more, you know, deeper engagement with you, then they can do that. Um, wh when are you doing the next one? Like the hosting the workshop or conversation? So I am actually, I'm looking to launch in April, the next cycle of the group coaching. That's one piece to go through the 11 principles and work mm -hmm. with individuals on cultivating that for themselves. Um, and I'm looking at the end of, in Women's History Month, I haven't picked a date. I'm still like working on a date, but I think it's a good month and a good time to have a conversation 
um, around what it is to center in your peace. How do you how do you get to your like how how we have these conversations to begin? I think people aren't even aware. Like, I need more peace in my life. Like, what is peace? Ha 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 ha! It's like this joke. So I want to kind of debunk this myth. Um, that like, you don't like, it's just something that's outside of you that will come when you do all these things and then you'll have peace. Mm. It's like, you won't ever have peace in doing any of those things. If you don't have peace, if that makes sense. Um, so March things are coming through. Um, okay. and so I will, yes. Keep, okay. Keep everything out on the radar. If anything, you can follow me. If you want our Instagram, you can follow me at the Inner Uplifter. That's T H E I N N E R U P L I F T E R. Um, I am there. I'm also on LinkedIn. I think that's where I'm on the I'm on the business side of things. So I've been hitting up on LinkedIn to 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 make those connections. Um, but also figuring out how to utilize what everybody is using to just talk. I think I'm trying to get over my fear of just like, sometimes there are taboo topics. And even I have, cause I go in my perfectionist mode of like, okay, make sure you say it like this. Don't say it like this. Cause there's somebody that's trying to, trying to ease the fact that conflict can come. Cause I don't like conflict, eh, but I'm trying to ease into it. Like conflict is really a good thing because that means people are waking up <laughs> inside of themselves and I'm triggering something that's like, Ooh, Conflict can be transformational, actually. Yes, it can. Absolutely. Um, beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, I'll have all the all your information on the on the show notes um, for people to follow you, and and people who already you know people have reached out to me that have heard your previous um the pre the time you were here, and they're like, oh my god, Clara, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm following her, I'm stalking her. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, oh, sure. Make sure you also buy her products, whatever she's yeah. offering. Support um, Black-owned businesses, please. Yes, yes, yes. I, I got your t-shirt, which I love. Um, mm. It's my favorite color, turquoise. But, um, mm. you know, to wrap wrap up the, the, the conversation, I always ask people, because we are in the Create Your Best Year podcast. Yes. What are you doing to create your best year? Or what does creating your best year mean to you, Tiela? Mm. What am I doing to create my best year? One, I am getting more in tune with my body. Mm -hmm. I believe our emotions give signals first in the body. And our thoughts and our beliefs starts in the body. And sometimes I get in my head and I forget that. So really listening to what my body is telling me and doing it with love and compassion. That's important for me because I have, I have not done that. That's not been my history of relationship with self. Um, another thing I'm doing to create my best year is to let go of I say this nicely. Um, I've internalized a lot of how people see me and I am stepping into how I see myself and owning that um, and making sure I am speaking the truth of that and standing conviction that people could see me as they see me, but how I feel and how I see me in this moment is really important. So give me space and grace to be where I'm at while you see me. That could be light years, not even light years. It could be a month away and I don't see myself like that. Give me time to grow into that. Um, and the third thing I'm doing to create my best year or operate in this is 
to do the work. I think I have it's to see myself doing this work confidently, bravely, audaciously. I, I thank you for one of my other mentor sisters. She was like, I ain't unapologetically nothing. She was like, the word apologize is still inside of it. Ew. I'm audaciously being myself. I'm audaciously stepping out there and taking risks. So I am being audaciously Black woman, me, <laughs> um, and making sure I bring that into my work. And I think that will increase people wanting to work with me, get around my energy, people talking about, I got the right person for you. So instead of creating this idea of who I should be, I'm just going to allow myself to be, being while becoming, um, and give myself some more love, love on myself a lot more than I, I have, or been, or thought I had the power to do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that word, audaciously, stepping into taking risks audaciously and being yourself. I love it. Um, giving yourself space, right, to show up as, to give yourself space to show up and to be in how you see yourself and listening to what your body is telling you. Gosh. I mean, if we, we can all subscribe to some form of that, um mm. and being while we'll be being while becoming yes okay yeah mic drop right there <laughs> being while becoming being while becoming Taylor, thank you so much for this conversation there was so much that we shared and i know that it's going to be of great use may it be right of great use and so it is um to anyone hearing this um thank you so much for for being with us today thank you for having me light and love amazing souls okay friends thank you so much for being with us to learn how you can create your best year get the book take the course and learn more visit clarifying.com that's C-L-A-R-A-F-Y-I-N-G dot com. And remember, let the universe hear what you want this year.